Well, we are back again for the Rise and Thrive Show podcast. I'm Erin Warhol, and I'm here with Mary Hayes Greco. Hey, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you doing, Mary? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, it's a gorgeous spring day here as we speak, and uh, it's kind of a transitional day in lots of ways for me. So, um, kind of going an hour at a time today. You know oh, I mean? okay. <laughs> That's a good way to go anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk with you today because, you know, we've had this wonderful time that we began in January with doing these podcast recordings in, what would you call it? Um, in concert with? Yes. In concert with your class that we were both, that I was attending and you were teaching on Zoom, 16 weeks of my beautiful life. And we've wrapped it up now. Yes, we did. We had our last class uh, over a week ago, and then we had our, uh, you called it the pandemic graduation group, <laughs> because yeah. we actually, a lot of us got to meet in person. We A lot of us got to hug each other mm-hmm. and uh, go to lunch for pizza afterwards. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Whoever yeah. thought going to lunch for pizza would be so amazing until yeah. we couldn't do it for two years. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we've put a wrap on that, that winter journey, mm-hmm. which I put in place for my own benefit. I have to say, I really, really needed to be in touch with my work and um, what I believe and want to live and sharing with other determined souls <laughs> in a journey to be our best selves. So yeah, I, I looked at the second pandemic winter and I thought, I can't do it without a group. I can't mm-hmm. do it without being in the heart of my my work and my love of people and what we're trying to do here. So I put that in place and we had a really good run with four modules of different um, topics. Yeah. And I want to kind of go comb through what, what we all were learning about and contemplating, but I think overall, I just want to declare victory on coming through that and doing a good job with it, Mary, and doing it on Zoom. You know, I think before all of this, you might've been skeptical that you could teach a group on Zoom. I could barely imagine it. I could barely imagine teaching my work on Zoom because my work has a lot to do with healing emotions and Mm -hmm. also tapping into spiritual energy, which is easier to raise. I thought in, you know, in person, in a Mm -hmm. room, like when you go to church and there's more spiritual energy because you're Mm -hmm. all there in one place. But I was surprised. I was surprised the first pandemic winter when I said, okay. And I did, I said, I'm just going to attempt to do my mastery program, Mm -hmm. a mini mastery program on zoom. And it turned out great. I couldn't believe how people opened and were bonding and crying and, and laughing (laughs) and supporting each other. And the only problem was remember a couple of times when we were really raising the spiritual energy that, um, the technology went a little crazy. Yeah. Well that, and we just got used to that, Mary, especially when you would meditate or get some kind of it's spiritual terrible if I meditated, but all the, the zoom would start going crazy if I, yeah. 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 And sometimes you, it just knocked you right off the zoom. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it kicked me right out. Like, I don't know. So, yeah. So I had to learn to like, maybe modulate, mm-hmm. <laughs> modulate the spiritual energy flow. Oh, I don't know. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I want to just ask you, you know, having gone through these last uh, months of putting your attention on your self-mastery tools with this group on Zoom and, you know, focusing on my beautiful life, 
What are some of the things that are alive for you right now? What are you thinking about? What's on your mind? Mm. You know, it's really alive this morning for me because um, I came up with the title and the idea of my beautiful life and framing the self-mastery tools that I teach inside this idea that we want to be living a beautiful life. And somewhere in the middle of the pandemic when I couldn't go anywhere and it was winter and uh, I, I was lonely, I could have been bummed out, but something moved inside me as I sat up in bed and put my feet on the floor. And I said with kind of gusto, you know, a little bit of oomph intention, I said, okay, so my beautiful life, kind of like greeting the day. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Wow. If you really greet your day with the idea that you are stepping off into this beautiful life today, like no matter what the shapes and Mm -hmm. um, you know, tasks and people are in it. If you, if you've decided that you fully intend to live a beautiful life, um, that's a good way to start the day. And, and this morning for absolutely no reason, well, I shouldn't say that I would say there was like a small handful of triggers. Mm -hmm. I woke up in hell. I just woke up totally upset, afraid, miserable, filled with dread, and and uh uh lack and worry and i was just laid there and my mind just began to spin circles of doom you know did you ever have that happen where for no you know big reason you your mind just gets really negative Mm -hmm. so i was laying there in bed going oh and spinning out all of these terrible downward trend scenarios because of a few triggers in the landscape of my life, it's all going down. It's all going to hell. Uh, and I, I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This, this is really not what I want, who I want to be. Wait a minute. What do I do? I sat up and I took a breath and I said, okay, into my beautiful life today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, from the moment I put my feet on the floor till like, about 15 minutes ago, I just kept noticing everything, every single thing in my house in the day that is beautiful. And I feel pretty much more like my good self now. But the trick was really to not like stay with the thoughts, the negative thoughts and the negative framework and the, uh, you know, old conditioning of Mm -hmm things being wrong and bad and poor and whatever else, but to say, okay, no, no, I am. I actually am in charge of my attitude in this day. And that yeah, a and lot that, of good things will flow from that. Oh, I love it. And that that's what I love about the self-mastery work is that it is all about reminding oneself and, and getting clear on this for oneself that you, that we have a say, like we, there's many, many, many things we don't have control over on the landscape around us, but we do have a safe uh, over how we meet it and what attitude we bring and how we're looking at it in terms of, okay, this is going to be challenging, but I have tools, I have Mm -hmm. tactics. And I love that so much because just shifting over into that from kind of like, oh gosh, what do I have to deal with here to, okay, what am I going to bring to this? is so empowering. It's such a wonderful way to live. Um, where it you really feel- is. And I think the uh, impact of being in a group, mm-hmm. being in a, uh, a group of people who are growing, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a, a therapy group or a 12 step group or uh, 
you know, book club or something, anyone where there's a group of people coming together, church, you know, intending to raise our vibe, intending to raise our attitudes and to uh, strengthen each other. Even though this morning I, I wasn't coming into a group. I don't have anything happening till June 10th, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm just knowing that people are out there being brave, yeah. that the other masters in training are out there being brave and dealing with their emotions in the best way they can and having their positive intentions and being mm-hmm. self-disciplined and opening to spirit's guidance through our intuition, practicing boundaries. There's all sorts of things that um, I think have newly come forward since the pandemic times. There's a lot of new awareness around mental health and spirituality and boundaries and all of those things. So anyway, I just reminded myself this morning, Mary, you are a person who teaches the self-mastery skills, you're living them. You cannot go into this day in hell. You cannot keep yourself in hell. You have got to actually step out of that mind right now because the mind is where we experience hell. You know, it's where we experience fear and doubt and hate and loathing. It's all in the mind. If we can really uh, keep breathing and keep moving and keep being absolutely in the present, we start the beauty the beauty of the world starts speaking to us. The beauty of our life starts speaking to us. And we remember where we are. Mm, that's great, Mary. That's so well put. And so it sounds like you really just shifted right out of that as you uh, consciously embraced those ideas. Yeah, I mean, I think it took about 40 minutes mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> for me to go from just absolute loathing and dread uh, and paralysis, like feeling like, ah. I want to just mm-hmm. put, pull the blankets over my head and freeze up to, you know, uh, starting to just get the tasks of the day done, step outside, ooh, mm. breathe that fresh air. Oh, my mm. goodness. That's beautiful. And <laughs> uh, and onward. And um, as, as I was saying to someone um, last couple of days, I'm going on a trip for um, a funeral service, a celebration of life service of my mother-in-law, Archangelo, Archangela Greco. And, um, you know, I'm not in the mood for traveling. I'm not in the mood for that right now. I just came back from a trip and, you know, I'll be away from my, my little bed and my little teapot and all the things. Um, but I, I've been telling myself, remember to, to think of this as I get to, I get to do this. Yeah. Not I have to, oh, I have to travel and, you know, mm-hmm with a lot of people and all the things I'm not in the mood for, but I get to, I get to get on a plane and see the earth from the sky. I get to hear this happy bubble of people in the airport that are all doing fun things with their family. And I get to go honor my mother-in-law Lee and uh, tell the stories and hug the hugs and all of that. So I think that's a good thing to say to ourselves, don't you? When when we have something obligatory in front of us and we feel like I have to, Yeah, it makes all the difference. And, you know, it is, it's very, very worthwhile for you and your people to come together and celebrate your mother-in-law's life and her near hundred years walking the earth. She, she, uh, 99 years and 11 months. There you go. Yeah. 
And just to even think about that and think about all the different ways, big and small, that she touched the people around her and really getting to spend time thinking about that, that is a gift to yourself. You know, it's a gift to everyone around you too. And so that's the time that you're coming into right now today. That's right. And, you know, uh, I, I actually do love celebration of life services because, uh, I think what we're doing when we show up at a funeral service and hear the eulogies is we're, we're honoring the masterful qualities of this person. We're honoring how was this person great? Even if they were an ordinary person that was never famous for anything or didn't, you know, accumulate a lot of wealth or whatever, just a, a simple person living their life. But some of them, you know, some people are really demonstrating great light and love and mastery in, in their beautiful lives. Mm -hmm. So, and when we do that, um, and I just finished uh, synthesizing and writing the eulogy, Uh, my sister-in-law asked me to take her notes and put them together and my husband's going to read them. So we're all rehearsing this uh, talk around praising mom, praising mom Greco. And I think when we do that, we are actually in the congregation listening for like, how do I want to be like this person? Mm, How do I want to literally incorporate, which means to bring into the body? How do I want to take the gift of this person's life into my own self and live some of that? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how, how that is like, when we hear, oh, there's a funeral or something like that. And you feel the sadness of loss you know, depending, especially on how close you were to the person, but then also the, maybe it feels a little uh, like you have an obligation to go show up and it's like, oh, this is a disruption to what I was planning to do, or, oh, how am I going to feel? And what if I cry publicly and, you know, all these different things. But once we get into that situation and can really just sort of bathe in the good the goodness of the person and what they did well in their life and remembering all of that, you just feel like this is precious. How could I have not, you know, how could have I have thought, Oh, I don't want to go, you know, or something. Yeah. Like I know that. just what you mean. Yeah. There's many times where I felt like, Oh, I've got to go to a funeral, mm-hmm. you know, for all the disruption you're talking about. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, once you're in that space and once any, any amount of sacred uh, intention or ceremony or, you know, um, setting it up is there and we start thinking about the person and um speaking their speaking their light if you will mm-hmm. speaking what what kind of flavor of light they were bringing to this world yeah it becomes very very deep and precious mm. and yeah and we feel fortunate that we got to exactly them yeah and i i guess i want to ask you more about that because you you just said you know in that sacred space and I'm, I'm wondering about that. I've been hearing a few things about, you know, there's so much going on around us that just feels like the opposite of sacred, you know, just really horrific news, really terrible tragedies. And then at the same time, it's like, well, okay, how do we bring ourselves into a space where we are experiencing what's around us more in a sacred space? And I'm just curious how that fits into my beautiful life and all the things you've been teaching, Mary. Well, I think it's the role of ceremony, don't you? The Mm. role of ceremony and ritual, however simple it is, it is actually like carving out a a piece of space in time uh, that's saying, now we will be present to something um, 
deep and wonderful. Now mm. we will go there. It's kind of like we we go there. And if you look at any um, any church service, there's there's parts and pieces that have to do with um, you know introducing this special time and invoking invoking you know a spirit, invoking the spirit of of the higher power or the highest good. So um, I don't know. I love ceremony and ritual. And I, I kind of incorporate it uh, just in about everything I do. Before I teach a class, I go to the classroom and I stand in the middle of the classroom and just breathe mm. and get present. And then I, you know, I do a little circle prayer to the directions, the north, the south, the east, the west. And imagine drawing a ring of light around this situation and uh, inviting uh, inviting my soul, inviting the souls of other people to be present and to be bringing forth their best stuff. And I swear it really makes a difference when, yeah. when people, you've probably seen this too, because you've been in a lot of my classes, but I've watched uh, a really harried, busy uh, social worker who's doing my f- professional training, running down the hall late with her coffee spilling and you know her briefcase exploding and, and getting to the door of the room where I and a few of my helpers have just been saying prayers for 10 minutes before Mm -hmm. people got there and kind of making that circle of, of sacred time and people pause, they kind of pause and they step in the room and they kind of smile a little bit and slow down. And there's a sigh of relief. There's, you know, they realize they're coming into a, a space with a blessed intention. And this is all something people read energetically they don't, mm. they don't think it, they're not yeah. thinking it, but you know, the, the service that I'm going to, um, this week will be a Christian service. I think it's a Lutheran service and it has classic parts and pieces to it, but it does go through a process of, you know, welcoming people and putting forth an intention and making the, the ritual, you know, of the bread and the wine and, the, the speaking of teachings, sacred teachings, and then the speaking of more personal teach, uh, memories of this person and uh, the singing that comes in, you know, along the way and the closing blessing, the benediction and benediction, it means good words, benediction, good oh, words, yeah. speaking good <laughs> words as you go forth, you know, that's, uh, it's, it's classic. Uh, it's a classic Christian ritual. And I know that even though I'm not a practicing Christian, I'm, I'm uh, just, you know, spiritual, uh, I'm going to feel better. Yeah. I'm going to feel like a little cleansed and a little more sparkly and like breathing a little deeper because I've been in this space where this process go- has gone on and at least, you know, two thirds of the people are really participating. Some of them might be spacing out going along for the ride but the people that are participating are putting breath and uh love and attention into it and it's gonna uplift me mm, that's interesting and just hearing you describe it i i can kind of feel into that a little bit and you know just thinking about a lot of people uh don't go to church or haven't set foot in a church and there's also a lot of people that have anger and un, you know hurt related to maybe spiritual institutions, but it's sort of like, well, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here, which is that sacred space that you're talking about where people can be 
present with others that are putting their attention on goodwill and good intentions and breathing and presence and all of that, that it has to offer us. And we could do that anywhere. I know. And we should, <laughs> it's good for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I think even in, in the simplest sense, people have rituals to mm -hmm. set their day, like just getting your coffee just right in mm -hmm. your favorite cup and sitting on your deck in the summer with your coffee cup and kind of letting your dream state die down and thinking about your day. Yeah. That's, that's a ritual. And then we have closing rituals too. But I think uh, the world can feel really overwhelming. It can feel so, so overwhelming, and especially if you have no boundaries with all the activity that's going on all around the world, if it's mm -hmm. all sloshing into your space, yeah. this terrible crisis and that terrible crisis and this horrific murder and that terrible loss, you know, if that's sloshing into your space, you feel so burdened and yeah. hopeless. And like, what is my little life going to accomplish? Mm -hmm. But if we really uh, enter our days with this sense of um, um, purpose and gratitude for my beautiful life. This is, this is a day I get to live. I get to live this. Mm -hmm. And we have our boundary um, with us, you know, a space of uh, that's the right size for, for us in terms of what's ours to do and not to do and who's mm -hmm. ours to be with and not to be with, then, um, then we can do it. And mm -hmm. uh, if everyone was doing that, the world would organically. And I think probably it is organically um, from the ground up, become a healthier place. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I heard somebody talking, I, well, I should back up. I'm really interested in little tiny things you can do that have a big impact on your experience. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I love the idea that you can do tiny little things, but over time that has a big impact. And one of the things that I heard somebody talking about was to go outside first thing in the morning and just stand and breathe for five to 10 seconds. Hmm. And it's kind of a joke. I told my son, uh, who's 25 about it. And we both laughed. He's like, okay, yeah, five to 10 seconds. And I'm like, no, really, no, really. And so <laughs> whenever I'm talking about what I'm about to do that day, he, he comes back and he goes, well, wait, what are you going outside for five to 10 seconds? <laughs> But uh, anyway, you can I laugh, do it. young fella, but yeah. I dare you to try it. <laughs> That's what I kind of am doing. And I went out this morning and I was just on the back deck with my coffee cup. And I, you know, I didn't need to set up. I, I just was standing out there and breathing. And there's a beautiful tree that's that the buds have come out and it's very green. And I just felt like I could just feel the, the stillness and the peace that was there in the backyard. And this was before the other neighbors, you know, truck arrived because they're having their driveway taken out and a new one put in. So there's a lot of banging around. But um, I just thought, oh, this just feels so good. It feels good. And yeah, 10 seconds. That's all I need. Yeah. And I'm off on my day. Yeah. Because you've stepped into the natural world. You stepped into a world without thought, a world mm. without conflict, because the conflict is in your brain. You've yeah. stepped into what the world is doing. You know, when I go to my my cabin, it's a very uh, it's a very quiet place, and it's just grass and trees. It's fields and trees. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And you know, the house and the cabin, the guest cabin. Um, and I'm always looking out at it, like, kind of like, okay, what's going to happen now? 
nothing we're just being and growing and and the wind is just kind of whispering and it's all very uh it's all very naturally unselfconsciously just being itself yeah and I could really hear my the rattle of my brains when I'm first there because my brains want to like okay what should I get done while I'm here Ah." Mm -hmm. and the earth is looking back at me like hello nothing (laughs) why don't you just try living (laughs) oh that's great Mary after a couple days my brain gives up and I I try just living (laughs) oh because I might be worried about nature but she's not worried about herself I just well put well put well what else is on your mind about wrapping up the the class is there anything else that you want to make sure we talk about the beautiful life class. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, we talked a lot in our, in our little graduation class before we went for pizza about the fact that I think there's just a lot of transition going yeah. on at this time. Um, it seems like the pandemic is winding down. Mm-hmm. seems like the world is opening up and yet what world, you know, there's a lot yeah. of people going, what am I, do- what was I doing? What am I doing now? What yeah. that's gone? I don't know. Uh, and uh, I think it, it's something that we all need to get good at is sort of uh, being in a new space of nonlinear time where mm. things are not moving along in a straight line arc in a certain building way that we've come to expect to, but it's been disrupted. There's been a lot of disruption and we're kind of in a new space and time, a lot of us, mm-hmm. where we're uh, learning how to be happy in a world that is morphing day by day. So, yeah. um, And morphing in ways that sometimes are frightening or sometimes are sad. Um, Yeah. And, and it's all kind of right there at our fingertips where we can be, we can read about it. We can hear about it. We can feel into it. And it's just a lot. It's just so much. Yeah. So I think, you know, as we were reflecting about that the other day in our in-person group, it's really an art to uh, to live in transition with a sense of uh, serenity, because in fact, what we've learned is that we don't have security. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't mm-hmm. have security. We don't have job security. We don't have uh, you know security of of even our tribal members. There was a lot of breakups mm-hmm. during the during the whole um, toxic election season. There was a lot of family rifts and things that got happened. But so we don't have security in the same way, but we can have serenity. Mm. And that goes right down to the, the heart of the wisdom of the 12 step program, which teaches that serenity is something that happens one day at a time. It happens this day, only this day where we uh, accept the things that we can't change and change the things that we can and be wise enough to see what the difference is. Mm. Where do yeah. I need to let go? Where do I need to step up and, and do that on this day? And then tomorrow, do it on that day. Yeah. And that's how we get through. That's how we get through difficult times. It's how we get through transition. And meanwhile, I think there is always some sense of order that is deeper, that's trying to rise and establish itself and mm-hmm. um, create new forms that have some order, yeah. order out of chaos. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. 
Yeah. Well, thank you, Mary. It's just been a joy to uh, travel with you over these last few months. And, you know, we're, we've been going great, great on our podcast here, and we're going to continue the conversations and continue. Yeah, it turns regularly. out people are listening to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, turns out, it turns yeah. out we're getting some more downloads a little bit more every month. Yeah. So um, I'll just say hi to you guys that are listening. And, uh, and thanks for sharing our conversations with your friends. And I hope you'll uh, continue to do so. And I encourage you to do so. And also, uh, to invite anyone who's um, who's feeling ripe for it to come join us at the next wonderful Forgiveness Weekend, which is in St. Paul, Minnesota, beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota, June 10th to 12th. And it's a fabulous opportunity to let go of something that's been haunting you and really drop a burden and mm -hmm. forgive others, forgive yourself, open up to your spiritual nature in a new way. It's a really interesting workshop and it's always got miracles in it. So I oh, hope yeah. some of you will think about traveling into a beautiful summer, Minnesota <laughs> and joining me at the wonderful forgiveness weekend. You can find information about um, re registering for that on my, on the homepage of my website, forgivenesstraining.com. Sounds good. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful workshop. So yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully see some new faces there. And in the meantime, we'll let you go off on your, on your trip there, Mary, to I celebrate. Get to, I get to get on a plane, go up in the sky and go celebrate Archangela Greco. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we'll come back around and we'll, we'll just start our new chapter of uh, weekly conversations and continue on. We will. We will. All right. Thanks for being you. <laughs> All right. Take care. Safe travels, Mary. See you next time. Bye.